genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 27, which is quite possibly the greatest possessive machismo minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And T.S., oh God, I don't know. What is T.S. up to this minute? <laughs> he, he, he goes about 14 seconds into this minute looking like he's uh, pulled himself back together and then falls apart on us. Right. He walks in there looking like he's getting ready to get laid and then... Yeah. He, he's halfway to get laid if he can just if he can keep his mouth shut for like eight hours. He's in the yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. He was gonna get yeah, some active the, non-talking if he would just stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he could he could probably get half a hand job right here if he could keep his trap shut. <laughs> right. No, he can't. He can't help himself. Yeah. She looks like she's down for it if he'll just shut up. Well, she mentioned that she's down for it. You know. Yeah, and he he's he's actively trying not to be part of that. Right, I forgot to say this minute starts with T.S. hoping for sexy time. It ends with half-naked Rooker. So, I mean, there's a little bit for everybody in this minute. There's a lot of sexy time. Or not sexy time. <laughs> yeah, he basically says, let's go for pizza. And she's like, I have the game show. You know the thing that I've literally said to you like five times already. The entire right. reason for our fight. But he may pull off the best acting he's done because his face drops. And he looks he looks really, really surprised at the, that she's going to have – she's going to be in that game show again. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we've kind of we've dumped on Jeremy London for a lot of this movie, but like he does have his moments. The problem is his character is a little bit underwritten, and when you have an underwritten character, you really got to do something to shine and put yourself forward. And he usually does not do that. Right. Like the characters in Star Wars are underwritten, and basically what ended up happening is the the actors are like, yeah, we're just not going to say what you wrote. And, yeah. Uh, we're going to try to put our personalities out there, <laughs> and there was varying degrees of success over the course of those movies. Oh, yeah. No, and then we get past there. When we get to the Brody section of the minute is where I really start to have problems with what's going on. Because um, if uh, if a news crew shows up at my house and you're my neighbor and I say, hey, I'll take you over there, I really don't feel like that gives you permission to go on their property. Uh, no, that's perfect. He can't just let them on the property. I think he can just probably let them in the house at this point, I mean, in, in his I view. Why would be a problem? Yeah, just, right. It's not even like bring your camera onto my lawn and then shoot like long photos through his stuff, which is technically legal. It's creepy as hell, but it's legal. It's legal, yeah. Just because I live next door to you does not give me rights to go onto your lawn. No. I mean, Come on over. I'll take you over to his, to his bedroom window. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah, to, to see whatever satanic rituals that Michael Rooker might be up to in there. <laughs> and I mean, granted, the news lady and the guy are just as dumb. Now, granted, they work for Hard Edition, which is like, at the time would have been like, what, Hard Copy or Current Affair or like, whatever the cheesy rags were that were on at night back then. Right. Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> I don't even know if they're classy as Geraldo. <laughs> like, they're one step below. Because she, she wants something to do with it. He's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. And they're like, get the hell out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Let me get my cameraman in there for some truly terrible camera work. <laughs> <laughs> he, what does he say when he puts his arms out? I forget what he says there. This is uh, Spenning's bedroom. Like, uh, be warned. I forget what he oh, says yeah. going on in there. The the, uh, the images you capture going on in that room. Right, maybe ungodly and horrific. <laughs> Granted, that could be going on in anybody's bedroom. She says she nods real weird to the cameraman and is like, come on, let's take a look. <laughs> oh, she's into it. Oh, I have written yeah. my notes here. Uh, the theme that plays for Rooker sounds like a 1980s Nintendo game. Yes, like it's like punch out or like a training <laughs> montage song. <laughs> come on, little Mac, you can do it. 
<laughs> yeah, beat Glass Joe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Rooker's not Glass Joe, though. He's no, no, no. Bull. Yeah, he's definitely bald bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's something all right. You got to face him twice. You got to face him here and then at the uh, game show later. <laughs> I forget bald bull. I think you had to punch him in the stomach and then hit him in the face. Was he the one that? I think he was the one that charged and he had to throw the punch right at his midst. Oh, right. Near you. The dodging him. Yeah, that's that is the one I think too. Yeah. Yeah, for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, with Mike Tyson's punch out is the one I'm specifically referring to for Nintendo. Yeah. Is all the guys would have some secret trick to him of what you had to do to, except for Glass Joe, who just sucked. He just beat the crap out yeah, of him. Yeah, he just beat the shit out of him, yeah. But like, there was like the one guy, his little jewel on his, his hat would go, and that's when you had to hit him to get like a special. Tiger, what was his name? Tiger something. God, I don't remember, but then there was ass names. Oh, I remember one. I remember the most is King Hippo when you had to punch him in the belly. You grab his pants belly, then you punch down. him in the face. Yeah, his pants would fall down. Oh, I remember uh, Don Flamenco. He was the one that danced around. Oh, right, Don Flamenco. <laughs> uh, then there was Soda Popinski. Uh, I do remember him too. Wow. All right, so we had Glass Joe, a wimp from Paris, <laughs> Von Kaiser, an ex-military officer from Berlin, Germany. <laughs> These are all Pistana. racist, too, aren't they? Oh, my God. They were all terribly racist. <laughs> Listen, Piston Honda, an experienced boxer from Japan. Don Flamenco, a bullfighter from Spain. King Hippo, an overweight fighter from Hippo Island in the South Pacific. Great Tiger, an Indian boxer who knew how to teleport. <laughs> and a bald bull, a fighter from Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is. And then Mike terrible. Tyson, right after bald bull? No, I, I'm telling you. Well, so I'm missing guys because... Yeah. Because I, I said – I know Soda Popinski's in there because there's a couple guys you fight. And then there's that other douchey guy you fight right before the last guy. All right. I, now I got to – see, you got me going down the, the freaking <laughs> – We're going down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, I remember so the – That's who it is. Super Macho Man. That's the guy. Super about. Macho Man, right. Yeah, Soda Popinski because he, he was in the uh, – the, the, what's it called? The arcade game. He was Vodka Drunkinski, I think. That's <laughs> like, even uh, worse. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, you better not use that one. <laughs> And then Super Macho Man is the American, so he's the stereotypical American from, like, Hollywood. Right. Yeah, I remember Mike that. Tyson being almost impossible to beat. I mean, you finally figured it out, but it took months. Well, because one hit put you down. Yeah, yeah. And you could get up, like, maybe once. Almost like yeah. the early career of Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Knocked down. Yeah. And then very stoppable. <laughs> I can remember watching that Tyson fight at my neighbor's house. Which one? Uh, the one where he the got beat. He fought Buster Douglas. Buster yeah. Douglas. Yeah. Yeah, we went over there to watch it. We're like, oh, it's going to be the greatest fight ever. You know, he's going to kill this guy. And all of a sudden, it's like, go out for a couple rounds. You're like, what's going on here? This so, is how old I am. That's the night I started dating my wife. Oh, you're old as hell. <laughs> I am so <laughs> old. <laughs> we were only 14, 15 years old, but still. I was going to say, I might have been in elementary school when that happened. I'm telling you, I've been, we've been together forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it must have been true love. <laughs> it was, yeah, love, love at first sight. <laughs> I told you. Did, didn't I tell you she might start listening? <laughs> you got to start with this episode. Don't listen to the previous 200 episodes. No, no. Don't listen to any of them. <laughs> no, those are all terrible. That's all right. I, had to throw, I threw my wife out of our group because she was annoying me. So <laughs> Mine says she's going to listen, so I'm going to start saying good things about her now. I may be oh, too now? late, but... Yeah, but I'll try. <laughs> After you go through the first 200 episodes and you're like, uh, well, no, seriously, it starts to turn around later. <laughs> I didn't realize I loved you till then. All right, so that fight was 1990, February 11th. Yep, 210 so we was, started dating, so it was the night before. So I was 10. Wow. What are you talking about? 14. Wow, half the people listening are like, I wasn't even born, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we got to talk about the elephant in the room here. And the elephant in the room is Michael Rooker naked. Yeah. Thankfully, not not completely naked yet. Thankfully, his trunk's not out in the elephant in the yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> but um, pump. Yeah. Uh, even worse than your pun right there is the camera work, where <laughs> the cameraman, no matter where he goes, always has one of the the cross beams from the window in the way of the picture. Yeah. Which he very easily could just put the camera like two inches closer and not have any of that crap in the way. Is it the shades? Is that what's in the way? No, it's like, you know how windows are like sectioned off? It has like the cross oh, going across it. okay. That's, you can see it in the previous shot where the window has that kind of stuff. But yeah, so you're right. Is, there's literally no need to get that close. All he's got to do is back up or put the lens right against the window and he would get around that. Yeah, but inexplicably, yeah, he's going to just shoot him from back there. And what's Rooker uh, doing? Looking into the t- at himself in the TV? He's looking at himself in the TV. The real question is, it looks like he just came out of the shower, but he doesn't look wet as much as oiled. Yeah, he looks more so oiled than wet. So he's either A, sweating, or B, lubed himself up before he came out here. <laughs> like a wrestler, like the ultimate warrior. He's got- <laughs> <laughs> he's covered in Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was going to try to do an ultimate warrior. I don't even have an ultimate warrior. No, no, you have to be completely insane to be able to do an ultimate warrior. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to blast like eight lines of coke. And yeah, and then start like- screaming your head off. But then like <laughs> scream, but like talk scream yeah yeah and, and <laughs> you're like oh how you, like aren't you gonna have a hernia talking like that i remember him saying like random things too you know like that made no sense to me when i was a kid oh yeah we'll have to if we think about it we'll try to put a promo up in the um <laughs> yeah in the listeners thing and, yeah, he, his were bad like if you thought like hogan's and like macho man's were like tough to follow or like even like piper's were yeah at least they were coherently putting a story together no matter how crazy it was Right. Those warriors might be like, and then a tree on a thing said, and you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. He was definitely, um, he went off on a tangent, like worse than we do on this podcast sometimes. Well, I mean, that was be <laughs> <laughs> And there he goes. He's doing his ball bull impression. He's uh, punching at the TV. Oh, yeah. He's dodging back and forth. That's what you got to add. Uh, instead of having the, the, the plain old Nintendo ones, you'd have to add the ball bull sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> And then, for some reason unexplained to us, we have to cut back to T.S., away from Michael Rooker. Yeah, and the first thing he says was, I can't believe you're still going through with this. Just like I wish they would have went through with this part of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's talking to the screenwriter. I can't believe yeah. writing this scene for us. I can't believe you have this scene set against brickwork. <laughs> Come Look, on, T.S., it's no big deal. That's what she yeah, says. I'm yeah, I'm going to break down this scene for you um, from a uh, production design standpoint. He is wearing um, brown, tan, and brown tan. She's yeah, wearing yeah. a dark jacket, tan. They both have white with brown hair. They're up against a brown background with brown bricks and dark brown bricks. Jesus Christ, couldn't you get any color in this picture? It's, it's like, very so brown. Weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fucking Stanley Kubrick's like, yo, can we get a little, we get a little uh, you know, flavor in here, a little something? It's a little too sparse for me. Well, they're hoping you just stare at her and don't really notice all the brown. Um, well, I'm telling you, that background's as bland as the characters, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Like, somebody, it should have either been a more vibrant background or somebody should have had some color on. Like, she can't be wearing a red, like, coat here or something. Right, right. That could actually looks- make her look like a girl. Like, I realize it's the mid-90s and everybody wore this garbage. Right. <laughs> everybody had four layers of flannel on for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I do realize the actual... You can tell that it's actually cold out. It's probably all of 40 degrees out when they're doing this. 
Right, so they layered up on purpose. It's not for for uh, yeah, production you can layer value up and like not look like a homeless person. Right, like the way that she's presented as a character in this, she does not strike me as the type of person who's like, yeah, I'm just gonna wear this crappy jacket that looks like my father leaves it here to put on when he goes out to take snow off the car. The top of the sleeve has like rips and maybe patches in it, from what I can see. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even look like her coat. No, no, it's well, but like you said, '90s, everything was baggy. Well, yeah, because she's wearing, like, the white undershirt and, like, the baggy thing that is, like, not flattering at all. Right. We're trying to be the least amount of sexually attractive that we can. Yeah. Is that how that but works I mean, in the 90s? Yeah, I mean, now, listen, it's only succeeding halfway because she's still Claire Forlani. Right, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, you can ugly it up all you want and try to make her look like the girl next door. Ain't no girl next door that looks like this. No. The only thing different between her and the girl next door is the girl next door has an actual passable American accent. <laughs> <laughs> and especially around where we live, she uses the F word a lot, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And right at the end of the minute, we get the very beginning of Michael Rooker throwing some more punches. Thankfully, we don't get what happens after that. <laughs> <laughs> we got saved so this the, minute. Uh, yeah, we get saved this minute. I'm guessing <laughs> uh, we might get the full Rooker at some point, though. I do believe we are going to get the full Rooker. All right, I have a question for you, and uh, I did not look this up. Um, in okay. your opinion, what is possessive machismo? It's, um, isn't that what Razor Ramon had? Some possessive machismo? <laughs> he was oozing it. Wasn't like he oozing it? had it. Razor Ramon. I know he was oozing machismo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess what I get out of it is, like, like your mind and tough manly attitude with it. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's just the combination of two words, obviously, which is machismo and then possessive. Like, right. So, you, you got the machismo, which machismo is, in the dictionary, strong or aggressive masculine pride gotta say when that I'm that doesn't at it is yeah but when like to me if somebody says masculine that's a good thing right like, oh, right someone it's tough yeah if somebody says you have machismo you're bordering on like you're an asshole <laughs> I, I, like, I, the I, last thing i would I, think ts has is machismo yeah machismo is a sense of being manly and self-reliant the concept associated with a strong sense of masculine pride and exaggerated masculinity see i think that's where it's you start getting into it's associated with man's responsibility to provide for, protect, and defend his family. It's very easy to go from, like, the edge of machismo starts getting into, like, um, you start heading into the bad areas. Right. Of, like, yeah, I protect and defend my family and whatever, and then that quickly become – you can go from machismo to misogynist real quick. Yeah. It is a – it is a very <laughs> – it's one it's, step, and you're there. Well, I was gonna, that's exactly what I was going to say, one step over. Uh, I, think, I feel like Svenning has that more than T.S. does. Yeah. Oh, he's got machismo. Yeah. Yeah. Who's <laughs> in machismo? <laughs> and he's also got heavy possessive problems because yes. he's not letting go of his daughter. No, definitely not. I will check my notes. I oh, the only thing I had here was a question, and I think we sort of answered, but I'll ask it again. Should TF TS have backed down? Would it have been Maybe. easier? Like we've we've had this argument on here a couple times. We brought it up about a. Uh, the, uh, the hills you're willing to die on. <laughs> like, right. Is, is a certain thing worth the argument? I mean, now, she is going to go on a date with a guy from the game show, right? Yeah, but I mean, I guess it depends on how on board you are with her. Right. And how much you really think her father is going to do stuff. Like, I think in this version of the movie, I'm not on TS's side as much. Because no, not- it seems like this is happening and... All you have to do is ride out for that day. I mean, even if you're like literally going, I'm going to come with you. I will be at the restaurant. Yeah. I will make sure <laughs> I'm sitting across from you. Yeah, like I will be there. And like, or if she could, if she could get it across to him that like, 
I'm just doing this to appease my father. That's it. Right. Like, just to shut but up. It, now, go ahead. Doesn't everybody know he's dating her? And then they're going to see her on TV going on a date with some guy on a game show, too? Yeah, I guess I could see his point. Play that off. You can be like, listen, her father ran the show. Right. And they just needed to have a, a, a pilot episode, and they used her. Like, yeah. he knows that shit's fake. Like, right, right. But in the, um, not the director's cut, the original cut, like the theatrical version, I think... In that one, he's got a way more reason to be pissed off because they're supposed to go to Disney World. Oh, right. Well, they, even they're in this, to, they were. Are they going to Disney World in this one, too? Yeah, he, he said that um, he was going to take her to Florida. Right. He was going to ask her to marry, her, marry him in Florida. Yeah, I guess in that one because you actually see him like show up like, all right, we're ready to leave, ready to leave. Right. It wasn't right at the last second where she decided she wasn't going. If I got $100 worth of park tickets... Yeah, I'm You're pissed. Like, I'm going to go on this game show for my father. Oh, yeah, I'll be pissed then. You know what else? I'm going without you. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Go on your game show. Oh, like I heard Renee is uh, single now. With her. I'll take uh, what's her face with me? Trish the Dish. <laughs> yeah. Or what's the, the other one? Alyssa. There's a lot of single women in this movie. Yeah, I'm sure he could have found somebody to go with him. Well, maybe not. Well, he could. He, I mean, he's the normal one of the group. So, to be fair, he gets a little notice in this in this version of it. It's not like I'm picking you up and you decide you're not going. He t- She told him yeah. on the roof yesterday, yeah, right? Like- yeah, I showed up at your house, and you're sitting on your step, and I'm getting ready to drive away, and you're like, oh, we're not going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not going with you. Because <laughs> that is uh, that is not good. <laughs> no. I don't I don't have anything else. Do you have anything we haven't covered for this minute? I think we should rang this minute dry. All right. Well, if you're looking to hear more from us, you can uh, find us over at fa- Facebook, Jane Silent Bob Minute, or stop in at the Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop and discuss whatever nonsense we've talked about this week. And you can tell us about uh, if T.S. should or should not have backed down, if that was a hill you would be willing to die on. <laughs> like, At what point in this movie should him and uh, Brody have made different decisions? Pretty much at every turn, I would say. <laughs> right, at least in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're looking for lots of other uh, Movies by Minutes, you can go to moviesbyminutes.com. All, at last count, over 100 Movies by Minutes are on there. Yeah, we have broke and, 100. Uh, of, yeah, of course, you should always start with Star Wars Minute. Uh, they have covered the first six that have come out, you know, three good, three bad, and uh, they'll be moving on to the Disney films. So uh, get your hate mail ready now, apparently, because <laughs> apparently those movies are a little divisive. Uh, you got anything else, Chris? Anything else you need to plug? Not that I can think of. That is very helpful. My friend, you lack machismo. Oh, you set me up. Hello to Razor Ramon.